So, welcome back to the Thorn Files podcast. Uh, when last we met, the group had gone to Temple Studios to find David Temple, an old friend of Tabitha's parents. David's dead, but his son's alive, and he has a selection of, and he sold a lot of the uh, items which um, the group had gone to potentially look at. Um, Tabitha is at the moment still talking with uh, Charlie, David's son. Evangelina's with Tabitha uh, in Charlie's office. Uh, Vera has been brought in to be the sound technician for uh, one uh, Don Rivers, uh, one of Vera and Hetty's favorite artists, and she's dealing with it really well. And Peter, who went for a bit of a snoop, um, has been encountered by Roy Porter, a uh, singer, um, probably a bit more of a yesteryear singer these days, but before having, having an encounter, um, found himself um, perhaps caught in the eye of something that was, if not living within the mirror, then affecting the mirror that Peter, a mirror that Peter was walking past uh, before bumping into Roy Porter. When we left off, Peter was in the foyer of Temple Studios, and one Craig McLean, sound technician for Temple Studios, had come in looking very, very distraught and tired and had asked to see Charlie Temple straight away because he did not want to stay in that building for very long. And Peter said that he would take him there. So, what's going on? Take your time. So the idea is to kind of, just doing like standard protocol, and about going quite slowly towards where the office is, and, and he'll very simply just be like, um, is everything okay with you? Uh, I Well, you know, uh, I've... Uh, I've uh, no been sleeping very well. I uh, just seeing things, you know, sleep deprivation, that sort of that sort of thing. I think. What have you been seeing? I often <laughs> see things. Sometimes they are a window to your soul, and all wonderful things like that. Look, I uh, I don't I don't really know you. I I just wanted. To, I was called in by by Michael. Uh, he just wants to talk about. Oh. Uh, but I um I look I smartly dressed fellow. Yes, no, that's fine. Tell me. So you're seeing these things and what do they look like? Look, I just saw I uh was in late a few nights ago with um with Eddie. He's a he's a saxophonist for uh for for Don and um Yeah, is he is he on a bender at the moment? Is that what they're saying? Something like that. Look, he's um, he was in the recording booth. He was. I left him recording with the saxophone, and then I I went out. I needed a drink. I was there for hours, and I came back, and Eddie was gone. His saxophone was on the floor, and it was all fucked up, and it was like covered in blood and shit. And I I I I thought I. I thought I saw that, but then I I left and I I called uh, the police and I told Charlie I told Michael this has happened, but then by the time the police got there, I uh, it was all gone. Like it was there was nothing there. So I must have been seeing that. I mean, Eddie must have gone, but I I don't know where he's he's not the sort of person to do that. I've been working with him for months, man. He's been doing one saxophone solo for the last three weeks which which studio were you in studio one 
Um, when I was walking around, did I hear people in the studio one? Um, you would have heard some talking down from Studio One, probably. At that point, Michael Shepard would have been coming. It's up occupied. As well. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's very strange, but you said you haven't been sleeping. Why haven't you been sleeping? Oh, yeah, that's just the, just the work. You know, just I, uh, you need to get shit done. And, uh, you know, back in the day when I, when Charlie's dad was in, in charge of this place, I didn't really. I do some, but I was, you know, I didn't have to stay late. But since I mean, a couple of months ago, it's all just been kicking off and lots of people have been coming in. It's been busy as all hell. And uh, Charlie's been running off and Michael's come in to try and help Charlie out. Uh, but it's just the workload's too much. It's a small studio for the amount of shit we're doing. And now, you know, Charlie started up that that fucking building across the road but that's that was when maggie was here maggie's like she left them uh so i don't know if that's still going on um but uh we're all just all just tired but michael doesn't really accept that as a excuse kind boss that he is like i just i just need to see charlie and you see michael and i'm gonna i'm gonna go i just this place, I'm just need to take the time. I after the war, I'd have strange dreams. I'd go running to clear my brain and clear my head, but sometimes you have to face things. You wouldn't mind showing me the place, would you? It's just a strange feeling I have. I think I think Don might be in there just now. I don't know if they'll be keen for me to and as he's talking to you about this, up the stairs comes Michael Shepard, and he says, "Oh, Craig, you're here, and you're um, sorry, I didn't catch your name before." Um, Peter. Right. Uh, you a sound technician, Peter? No, your employee here was having had a troublesome story to share, and yeah, I know we've all been working hard. Like Craig's one of one of many people working hard here. Like, Craig, I just wanted to talk about like you coming back to work at any point soon or are we gonna have to get somebody else to fill your spot because bobby is great but he's not as good oh sorry not bobby benny is good uh, but he's not as good as you and uh craig says look mate I, i'm i'm a bit rattled to be honest and i was like right fine um well if you're rattled feel free to take yourself home and don't come back that's fine no worries and craig sort of looks at you peter and says, hey uh um look can i um can i talk to charlie about this michael says he's busy craig we're all busy maybe you can talk to him later sorry michael is it um yeah what this guy seems like he's really been troubled by something Are you sure sure that's the right way to handle this sorry who are you oh it's peter remember Oh yeah, sorry, Peter. I, I just I fouled you under people I don't give a fuck about. Um, so why don't you go sit with your friends? Um, and uh, I can start looking um, for people to to work here. Cool. Just... And why don't you show some fucking respect as he holds his hands and does mental dominion? <laughs> Very good. Okay. 
Oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you nine. Had, you, had, you had second episode for Peter controlling someone? That's a nine. <laughs> Hold one. Okay. So, show a bit of respect. And he goes... And I'm literally... I'll do it on that. It'll be... It, it won't... Nothing to think about it. It'll just... Why don't you show everyone a little bit of fucking respect? Right. Uh, you know, that's... Make a fair point. Uh, Craig, why don't you just... We'll manage. Just... Uh, you sort yourself out. Uh, did you drive? And Craig sort of nods. Um, I, I did drive, actually. Um, it's, and he goes, right, no. Uh, no, just be careful driving if you're a bit tired or not. Do you, do you want help getting this place back to work? Because... Hey, you know, if you're if you're able to help out, I mean, that's got a few things going on. Uh, I know. Um, when when will Studio One be empty? Oh, I mean, I'd like to take a look at it with your friend here. This sounds odd, but we might be able to help you. And he'll reach into his pocket and bring out his like Thorn Investigations ID card and just yeah. present it. That's right. Um, well, hey, you know. Uh, I want to get Eddie back as much as the next person. So if you uh, you have anything that can help out, uh, even if it's just if he left anything in the studio that might give us an idea of where he's gone. Like yeah, you definitely. Um, I'll 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 see if Don's a bit able to come out. I won't. You know, I can't push him. But um, at, at um, this moment, I'm I'm gonna open the door from Studio One's uh, recording booth and say. Are you going to be done with your conversation anytime soon? There is a light on above this door. <laughs> Can we please keep it down? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mike says, oh, you know what? I'm really sorry, Miss Bright. And, you know, I'm sorry for my attitude earlier on as well. You came in and really, really helped us out there. So that's, that's, that's really kind of you. Craig here is going to go home. So if you're all right, hang around for a bit longer, Miss Bright. Oh, um, Craig, you were the technician, the regular technician, right? Can I ask you a couple of questions? Uh, he sort of looks at the door to the recording studio and says, I, you, um, you can. And he looks at you, Peter, and says, I, uh, what, what do you need to know? Well, um, there's an oscillator in here which isn't actually connected to the, to the amp that I think it should be. Can you right. just show me how it's supposed to be, like, the, the wiring in here, I'm unfamiliar with recording studios. My, the equipment that I normally work with is a little different. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, I sort of very shakily walks into the recording studio with you, Vera. And um, I think I I can see that he is. Yeah, like it, it it's obvious that he it's is really obvious that he is shaken up and does not want to be in that room. Um, in which case, I'm going to continuing to talk about this um equipment. Um, I'm gonna modulate my own voice into uh, a, a more soothing tone. Soothing. <laughs> Very good. Um, um, yeah. So that is, yeah, this works even if the thing that freaked them out is still present as long as your voice can be heard. I mean, I might be stretching it a little bit. No, but... no, I love that. It's a perfect time to use it. Um, he seems to calm down as you're talking to him and he sort of he gets back into the rhythm of the you know the work that he's good at, um, and he he fixes the uh, the connection which you talked about, and um, he stands back up and he sort of looks in the 
recording booth at Don Dance of Waves to him. Craig. Um I'm uh I'm just uh, I'm not here permanently, Don. I'm just going back to my house. Um you or you're alright with Miss Bright here and um Don says, You sort yourself out, Craig, don't worry about it. Miss Bright is more than enough. She is proving very, very handy. Um, Craig, I cannot thank you enough. Um I hope you're feeling all right, and I, I, I hope that you've I hope that things improve for you. You do seem a little shaken. Oh, I'm, uh, you know, it's just, it's a lot. I'm just tired, I think. Well, can I please insist that you have a, a, a brief sit down? Um, Andrea can fetch you a cup of tea. Just rest for a moment in Charlie's office. And uh, Hi. Hi. as a sort of leading him back out of the door to the studio and um, uh, sort of nodding at Peter. Peter can take care of you. He'll make sure that Andrea brings the tea and that you get a, a moment to sit down. We could uh, go to the uh, King John down the down the street. Do you know it? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, we, we passed it on our way in. I just, uh, you know, I've, uh, as much as you're very kind, I just... Uh, like, oh, we go, we'll go to the King John. Don't know what uh, they make very good, uh, very good cups of tea there. Uh, I should probably get back in, but um, no, you uh, you go, you've got uh, plenty of work to get on with. We're going to come back, um, though, when we have a moment, we need to spend some time in this studio. I think it would be what's the term, um, therapeutic. Um, when will be good to come back? Bonds of looks for them. It's like, like an hour, we can get some stuff done. We'll come back in an hour, and we'll we'll go to this place. Um, can I get you anything, Vera? No, no, I'm I'm good. I should just get back to it. Cool. Just make sure you take care of yourself. Um, you haven't eaten anything today, and I wouldn't want you to be ill prepared for anything here. Uh, maybe uh, if you could ask Andrea to make sure that um, uh, Don and and uh, and the band and, and myself get some sandwiches or something, that would be that would be great. He looks a bit exasperated. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Peter very quickly um, becoming Vera's assistant. <laughs> I will. Um, um, yeah, Peter will just go. Okay. Um, and and he'll just take one last look at kind of Michael, and just be like, and. We need to talk more. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whatever you need, man. I'd really like to understand why you're here. Oh, well, I, I could say, I mean, Charlie was a bit uh, strong. He doesn't really know uh, business matters that well. No, no, no. Why you see yourself here in the world? What brought you here? But oh. we can talk another time. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that, hey, that sounds very spiritual. I'm here for it. Um, and he he leaves, goes back to his <laughs> office. Um, Evangeline and Tabitha, you're in Charlie's office just now. Uh, what are you getting up to? Charlie's giving you the file, Evangeline, of they are essentially shipping records, um, just dates and weights and sizes of boxes, and who are, who is a pilot and certain things, who was working some jobs, where things came from, where they ended up. And you could probably get a lot of decent information from this. But reading just now, I don't know how interested Evangeline is in all of it. It comes across as quite hard to read and get like 
inspired to read more, I think. Evangeline is not one to shy away from the troll. Um, mm. But I think the reason she wanted these is they talk of places and where things are hidden mm-hmm. and where things are moved on. And she's going to specifically scan for when the artifacts left its location in Europe and came to the UK and just seeing if she can glean any patterns and like it went from here to here and mm. maybe it didn't go to Tabitha's house maybe it's gone somewhere, maybe there was somewhere else that is hidden within these notes um, to try and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what she's gleaning as she's going yeah. through there and also, and, also, and also pinpointing this is a really good a map string exercise for mm. Angus to do when she gets back to the office. Oh, such a good thing for him to get up to. Absolutely. Um, if you want to give me a, I think, investigator mystery, just uh, so she's trying to figure out some, gleam some information from this. Something which might be pertinent. And that is a 10. So two. All right. We'll leave two. Cool. Ask me a question. What is being concealed here? As in, is there a location somewhere being concealed where we could potentially, you know, um, uncover some things um, that hidden. Yeah, I mean, you you do see that there were uh, records of a few years ago there being like um, store houses and things for things that were stored in, but they are a few years ago now. You do the maths, and the leases on those would be up by now. Like the the renting of those would be up, so they probably aren't being used anymore by by the temples. You know, Charlie probably cleared out a lot of them as well. There are a few things about uh, things being moved over. The Oscar's name does show up. The name Oscar does show up. Um, at one point, there is a um, an interesting one that stands out to you of... It's sort of, it sometimes records uh, the passengers on planes. So you have, mostly the time, it would be David Temple and Oscar. And they would go to Europe or they go somewhere else and then they come back and there'd be just two people, one flight, two people the way back. At one point, you see that there is notes of the brass and blade is mentioned. Um, that is transported out of Europe. But in that one, the trip out to Europe is then has two people, but coming back has three people. And then there's also no record of the brass and blade being kept by uh, David Temple at all. And there's a few things like that. Eventually, it becomes more and more as the years go on of things of David not having locations where things have been kept, like prices of things that he was able to sell on, until eventually Oscar's name stops completely showing up in the books. And shortly after that, things stop altogether. Am I able to check the flight for the artifact, the stone in question, leaving Europe? Um, you can, knowing dates, you can get, you can gleam which one it probably would have been. It may have been transported with a few other things, so or transported a bit more secret, secretively. But you can find the one which it was probably transported back. You see, Oscar was a pilot at that in that one, and he was able to get things back. It was just the two of them. It was just the two of them at that point. I will note it was just the two of them. Second question. Second question. Give me a second question. <laughs> Where did it go? Which I think we already know. <laughs> went in. Yes. Um, you. There seems to be a pattern of uh, you can line things up. If something arrives with uh, David Temple, 
um, and he has a record of it being stored somewhere. You can find something which matches the description or a picture of it in Tabitha's file. If something didn't go with Tabitha Temple, it doesn't have a picture, doesn't have a description. So he didn't have it for long enough. So it means that Oscar probably had that or it was sold on to somebody else quickly. But most likely Oscar had it. And just as as this is a free question and just to make sure there's no obfuscation happening here. Um, what, if any, magic was done here? Just the records or no. Is this like a hidden cipher or magically concealed anything? Doesn't look like anything magical on this file in particular. Like this is not this is not a magical file. David Temple was not a magical person. He was just a chancer. Yeah, it was just just in case something was hidden in there. It's a free it's a it's a free question I get whenever I investigate a mystery. So why not? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Tabitha, is there anything that you're doing, or Charlie is there to talk with you about anything? Seems keen to talk about stuff if you're up for it. Uh, yeah, I would like to um, speak with him. I'll, um, after kind of looking through the items, um, I hope it's not insensitive to ask, but how did your father die? Uh, as far as I'm aware, he spent too long drinking and smoking and indulging and... Uh, caught up with him and he's sort of he's standing um at the moment by the window staring out of it um fiddling with a a wedding ring on his finger and he's sort of it's you know i didn't really know him very well towards the end uh he wasn't the sort of person i liked to spend a lot of time with but this place it means a bit more to me well, it meant a bit more to me when I first came here, but now it's a, a bit of a drain, and uh, I've got things I need to do, so it's um, it's of essential now. Yeah, it's quite the undertaking to. I mean, yeah. a recording studio. Were you? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, not something I intended to stay in for very long. I was hoping to sell it on to somebody else, but. Um, you know, things change and you, you make your alter plans based on what happens. And Of course, yeah. Um, and Michael? Uh, you know, I it happened. Uh, I needed his help, to be honest. I, uh, like I said, I don't know how to run these things very well. Um, it was it was me and my my wife to start off with, and uh, she had much more of a an eye for an ear for this sort of thing. And uh, but um, well, she she's not around uh, anymore. But um, I'm, Michael, I'm Michael, really sorry. It's okay. We're, um, she's not dead. She's just not, okay. not around. Um, right. But uh, she's. Uh, I went when. She left. I needed help. Um, it was a lot on my mind, to be honest. And uh, Michael, Michael just came in and was able to help me out when I needed help. He runs the place fairly smoothly. He just gets pissed off. Of course. Um, I'm gonna stand up and stand next to him at the window too, because I don't want Evangeline to hear me talking to him as much as possible. 
um, and I softly say to him, uh, how much of what our fathers did together do you know? He looks over at Vangeli and comes and sort of looks back and he says, not much, to be honest. I didn't really have a relationship with him while he was while he was still doing it. He sort of was he was never there. So I, I, I never really knew him when I was much younger and then when I had a chance to get to know him I didn't really didn't really care to. But he's um everything I know is in the is in the files and sort of the you pick things up. I do um actually have a and he goes into a a drawer in the desk you see it's pretty much entirely empty except for a few things um and he takes out like a small um it's like a little photo album a small photo album with discolored pictures in it and he rifles through a few and then he eventually comes to one which is a looks like um it's two uh two men that are sitting at a what looks like to be like a cafe uh, in europe somewhere a very very young david temple and a much younger also like your father um so he looks like he is your age now your dad um it is uh i mean i is this you and he sort of um he, tur- he turns it over and he says could this be if it's your dad yeah that that is my father well um Feel free to keep the photo if you want. It's uh Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean it means more to you than it means to me. I think. I I miss my father terribly. I'm sorry that you lost him. It's hard when you lose people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yours was not really there to begin with. Ah, it's all right. You know, it's uh, when you lose someone that's important to you, you sort of, you do anything to get them back. But I think with my dad, I wouldn't necessarily do anything. That's fine. But what about your your wife? Oh, you know, she's, um, I'm working on it. Look, uh, and then um, at this point, uh, Andrea comes in with uh Evangeline's Earl Grey gives it to Evangeline. As, um, sorry, I I I do have um stuff I need to do. Uh, Roy's gonna be pissed. He has a he has a, a standing contract. Set my dad set up with him, and he is um doesn't doesn't have love to hold it over me whenever I uh I have to work. Um, but I will if you if you're in the area, I'm happy to talk again in the future. Um. That would be, that would be really good. Thank you. No worries. I missed, of course, um, and I will, I will forward you um, the archive reports for all of these, and I will slide them into my, under my shoulder. Not at all. Yeah, um, no, thank you. Um, do you, you mentioned a watch and a book you were going to show us before you return? If we uh, yeah, um, I could, I could, um, yeah, of course. And he, he does eventually find the, the book and the watch. They are uh the watch looks like a, a nice looking pocket watch. Um probably looks more interesting than it is. But it's well made and 
very, very well polished. And the old German text of of herbs, it's it goes into the the history of herbs, the etymology of herbs, but all in German. So it's a bit bit of a hard read who don't speak necessarily speak German. Like it's it's reading German, then it's reading like scientific German. <laughs> like it's a bit hard to to pull apart. And um, yeah, I mean, it goes into some of them are uh, some of the herbs and uh, weeds and everything in it are. Uh, referred to as sort of vaguely magical, there are ones which have like said to have magical properties, things used by witches, all these sorts of things. But nothing from your mind, Vanjie, if somebody who's read many books like this, that covers anything necessarily new. But you could go into a bit more. It's a it's an interesting text. It looks very old, so it could have some little gems in there. Vanjie is 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 encapsulated by the book when when he hands it to her and is clicking through to her very very like genteely and she's like oh this is so interesting oh no wonder your your father kept it I, honestly i think he might have kept it and didn't know what it was <laughs> he's uh didn't uh didn't strike me as somebody who necessarily cared about things he had just collected stuff and uh didn't really care might i convince you to part with it yeah, no, I mean, feel free, free. I've sold most of the other stuff, and that's just something I can't necessarily sell. No one really wants it, so feel free if you're if you're interested in it. Indeed, and uh, should I find anyone that is interested in it, and um, I will dutifully let you know. Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll um, have to get back to work, but it was really nice meeting both of you, um, and wherever you're. Uh, companions are hopefully not too far away. Uh, this place can give a, be a bit of a maze sometimes. Um, Thank you. Peter, you are taken out to the King John Cafe by Craig. When you arrive, uh, it's quite, you know, it's, it's reasonably busy. It's a place people tend to go to for coffee or tea in and about their work. You see there's a sort of fairly bedraggled looking um, man standing out the front uh, in sort of tattered old clothes. He doesn't look like somebody who has a home necessarily, this man outside the front. Um, and Craig sort of nods to him, William, and then I says, hey, Craig. And uh, that's that. William, he's a, uh, he hangs around the studio. He says, William, um, have you seen Craig anywhere? Like I um, haven't seen him in a few weeks. And uh, William goes, nah. Got working in he. I haven't seen him since. Uh Craig says, right, okay, that's fair. You know, I I um I tried to keep an an eye on some of the local uh all the homeless folk there. There's not really many much place for them and uh if I can get them a tea or a coffee now and then it's uh feels like I'm helping them a little bit. Um get they stay warm when it's still cold out. Yes. That's really good of you. Oh, well, it looks, I mean, less of them these days than there have been in a while. So perhaps they're finding, finding their way, or at least finding their way out of here. Maybe the tea and coffee isn't that good. Do you like Jane Austen, but sometimes wish the characters were a little gayer? I cannot stop staring at Bartimus's ass. <laughs> Just a little more vulgar. I'm the Chamber Pot Boy. Sorry, did you say your name was Shitbucket? Uh, well, yes, that's what they call me. Or just generally less reserved. 
Oh my god, I can't believe you just hit me! Okay, shut up! Like you are such a baby! Oh my god! Then check out the Petticoat Tales, an actual play podcast where we collaborate to tell our own Regency era dramas. I have a fortune to protect and uphold. Miss Glad, if I could give you some advice. Being a realist is for people who don't already have money. I think that it's the best for the house. Marry the right man. Do the right thing. Did you not want him to like you? I want him to love me, Marcus. Do you think that Romeo likes Juliet? (laughs) (laughs) You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can follow us on Instagram at the Petticoat Tales Pod. Hello everyone, it's Danny, your resident keeper here, just coming back to remind you all just how much we appreciate everyone who's been listening to the podcast so far. And recently we hit 1,000 downloads, which is an absolutely insane milestone for us, and uh, just a huge thank you to everyone who's listened, it's been absolutely brilliant. Another big uh, thank you to the guys at the Petticoats Tales podcast, they're they're brilliant. Um, If you haven't listened to them before, please go listen to them, you've just heard their promo. I got into them because I'm a huge Jane Austen fan, but since listening, I've also just become a huge fan of them. Please go listen to them. Uh, They are brilliant. I don't want to go on for much longer, but just to remind everybody, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and threads. I'm on Blue Sky as well, which is brilliant. So uh, please come following us on there. Um, We do share lots of things like lore and updates on episodes and everything will be coming out there before episodes are released, including a lot of the brilliant character art that we have for each of our investigators. Now, enough of this nonsense. Let's get back to the mystery. Maybe everything's starting to get back to normal now, but you never know. I never know. I, um... I don't normally do all the talking, you realise. I'm not really a talker, but you look really upset. And I... We should get a drink. Um, having, a, having a coffee, having a tea or something that kind of helps. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, you, you get your teas and coffees. Um... It's like, it's just, uh, it's like the further I get away from that place, the better I feel. It's like, you know, you know, when you feel like you're being watched, something like that, it's... Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it, like nothing I do, I, mean, I think it's, I, I imagine it's just, you know, the workload and Michael and all that, it's like everything I do is like under a microscope. So it's like I'm being watched all the time, like uneasy. I know a feeling, and sometimes you just need to get a break. Work can be, it can be overwhelming like that. Mm. Makes, plays tricks on the minds. Aye, aye. But, uh, this is nice. Uh, thank you. Um, this, look, this will be really weird, but the old guy, the guy that died, did he used to keep did he used to keep like artifacts and things in the studio? I don't, I don't call them artifacts. I mean, David kept a bunch of stuff, honestly. Uh, his office was full of stuff, but uh, I mean, Charlie's got rid of most of it now, thank- thankfully. A lot of it was a bit odd, if I'm being honest. But yeah, uh, when Charlie started doing the, uh, I mean, it, fair play to him. The man, uh, well, I mean, when he arrived, he had lots of big plans, and uh, Maggie was a 
had a lot of plans as well. They needed money and they sold quite a lot of stuff and it kept us all on. I wouldn't have had a job if it wasn't for those two. And uh, they started renovating the dance school across the road. Ideas of opening somewhere up for that. But uh, since Maggie's gone, I don't think it's a priority anymore. I think at why one did... point... Sorry, why did, why did she leave him? Don't know. Doesn't really talk about it, to be honest. I don't want to ask. No. Um, no. You... <laughs> you British never do ask. Uh, that seems to be a common thing. Maybe maybe I should have, but uh, Charlie doesn't really seem like he wants to talk about it, so I haven't really pushed him. But you seem more willing to talk. Oh, I, mean, I, I have. I have oh, I'm a fucking open book, mate. Cool. So was was what happened with Eddie? Was that the first time you saw something strange there, or has there been other stuff? I mean, maybe. Uh, I often put stuff like that to. Like not getting to sleep, and I don't sleep enough. I don't think, but you know, it felt different. I mean, this is something where it was so real, but then coming back to it later on, there's just no sign of it. I mean, even I mean, I mean, saxophone's gone, so I think he, if he's wherever he's gone, it's like it's not on the racks anymore. There's nothing like it wasn't, it wasn't left there, so it's it's gone, but like. I don't think anybody else went in there, so it couldn't. It couldn't have been like somebody going clean out. Like it didn't. And is he the only person missing? I mean, I mean, missing. I don't know what. I haven't really well, seen. Haven't been around as much. I mean, you mentioned there are less home. You mentioned there are less homeless people. Is that just generally there are less homeless people, or there are less homeless people recently? Well, I mean, there used to be quite a few. Uh, I didn't know all the names, to be honest, but, um, you know, there's quite a lot of initiatives and stuff that get people off the streets uh, at the moment, but um, shelters and whatnot, people probably prefer those and hanging around. But, yeah, I mean, there was, there was Greg, uh, who I knew quite well. There's a woman, uh, Rosie, and then there was uh, a couple of guys, Scott, Sammy, but... Haven't seen them in ages. Uh, William was William used to hang around like the alleyways and stuff around the studio. I didn't really bother with them. Like I said, I brought them teas and coffees. I don't think Michael was very happy about them hanging around, but he came around around the same time quite a lot and uh, went off. I guess maybe they waved them away. But uh, no, I know Michael came before, oh. and it was actually it wasn't it wasn't like at the right same time, but it was. You can probably tell I'm from the continent. You haven't seen anyone that looks like me, have you, around here recently? And Peter will kind of make, he'll make, he'll accentuate with the shadows. <laughs> yeah. His slightly monstrous features just for, it'll be like a flash. <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to send this like guy completely, um... exactly. But it's uh, enough to hopefully trigger a memory. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, there was a um, one time uh, a few. Oh, it's got to be a like what? Maybe I have to talk with uh, Andrew. Maybe a couple of months ago, there was a guy came into the um, 
into the studios and uh like he just he just was asking around like what was um what uh he, he, I remember Andrea telling me about him, but uh I think I just saw him as as he was leaving and I was getting to work. He uh apparently just came in and was asking about Charlie, he was asking about what the building was like, if anything interesting was happening in the area. Looked like a I just said he sounded like a bit of a tourist to be honest. Uh, just like asking about what was going on. Um and then he left. But uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen him since to be honest. Uh been around, I haven't known noticed him. Um Peter will look in his wallet and he will find a abnormally large amount, not massive amount of money in his wallet but he will take a it's too much money for what he's about to do and he'll kind of just pass the notes over and just say um keep looking after william and the others that you buy those drinks for they we need to take care of them there are times in the past they would round people up like that and this is not a time we would ever want to live in i agree uh, I'll, I'll give him a. He looks up the owners. Ah, he's uh, probably gone back to the studios. Uh, I'll um, get him a cup of coffee on our, on our way back. Uh, and this as well. And, and I'll pass the card over and go. Um, there's something on my mind. If you if you see something strange, if you if something like that happens again, don't call the police. Call us. Uh, if you call that number, the switchboard, they'll, well, they'll get, comp- I don't really understand how it works. A message will somehow come through to us and then we can do stuff. Just, you can ask for Peter and they'll get the message to me somehow. I, it, okay. Vera understands these things a lot more than I do. I uh, will keep that in mind. Thank you. As I'll, I'll, and he goes get a, um, a cup of coffee for William, um, I guess in a paper cup. I don't know if paper cups would be a thing. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. I don't know if they would be. If he doesn't, then I'll say that he gets a, a proper mug and brings it out with him, uh, paying a bit more money to buy the mug. I don't know. I think the mugs get brought back. Yeah, they get brought, yeah, yeah. So that's what it, that's what it is actually. The mugs you bring them. It's like a honest system. You bring back. the mugs back. It's a friendly yeah. cafe, like I said. It's a friendly cafe. Yeah. Well, Apparently, paper paper cups came out in 1907. Oh, hey. my goodness. Paper However, <laughs> History oh, check. yeah, 1952 is, that's still during um, uh, rationing, isn't it? So yeah. maybe not being <laughs> used at the moment. Paper crisis. Okay, big paper crisis. Good point. Okay, just has a normal mug then. So uh, Craig brings out a mug of coffee, brings it back to the studios, and uh, yeah, Peter, while you're Walking with him, you see that uh, William sort of like around the the corner. I want to talk to William. I'm really, but we can do some other stuff. I want to. I I just got a weird feeling. Oh, do you, I, want to I mean, talk do you to sort of, oh, do you? I mean, you do want to give William the coffee? You sort of suggest him. I can be inside and wait for you if you want. I'll sort of give him the. Sorry, yeah. I I, I just want to ask him a question, so I'll take him the coffee. Okay. Um. Yeah, Craig sort of 
walks slowly back into Temple Studios, and you bring uh, William the cup of coffee. The yeah, I mean, he takes it. He's um got sort of uh, thick looking gloves on, long coat, hair's bit bit hair's bit sort of raggedy. Um, and when he t- you give him the mug, he sort of like looks at you for a second, and then thank you, thank you. And he takes the mug and sort of drinks it despite it being very hot <laughs> he drinks it very quickly could i ask do you mind if i ask you a question yeah 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 what what is it he's sort of like he's walking around he has he's sort of like holes in his shoes but he's sort of pacing in the so the alleyway is very very wet there's lots of puddles and he's pacing sort of kicking the water a bit yeah yeah what the other guy mentioned there were less people on the streets yeah yeah do you know where they go where they've all gone. And he, uh, they all get, uh, got jobs. For who? They, uh, that's, uh, one of the, one of the guys in that building, they, uh, they say they have, uh, you know, like, like my, my mate, uh, Sammy said they had, like, building, building jobs to do. And they they go, and they won't come back. Do you know where? Do you know where they pick the workers up from? Which street? Oh, okay. Just uh, if um, if they if they're around, I think Sammy said that they were just like, if if one like he was out in the just outside the studios, and he was just asked asked there if uh, if he wanted some work, some money, some food. Sammy said hi, and then uh, did you see, again. see Sammy? You didn't see Sammy again. No, 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 no. But he's gone. Can you look? I mean, I'm going to take out the card. Like Peter's, like found a new life force with, with cards. He's like, I have this card. Hi, hi. And I'll give him a shilling, and I'll go. I'm presuming he can read, um, the number. If you see them go again and they get in the back of a car vehicle, Aye. can you call that number and give the number plate to it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Aye. And if there's more information, there might be more money where that came from. Great. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Cool. Uh, like, take care of yourself. Get... I don't really get the system here, but like the mug. Like when you're done with it, do you? Oh, do bring you it back to the cafe. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it back to the cafe. Craig's cool. going before I bring it back to the cafe. It's all right. All right. Cool. I wasn't clear because, like, with rationing and everything, things are confusing. Yeah, yeah, no, I get okay. it. Get it. Cool. Um, thank you. Take care. No I'm worries. Gonna yeah, yeah. go back inside. And there you go. And you go. As you're walking back into the studios, you hear the. unmistakable sound of a mug smashing on the ground. Run back. Run to the mug sound. You run back round into the alleyway. Please let me dead. There is a broken mug on the floor. The card lying in the puddle. William is gone.
There is no sign of him. I... Peter... Peter looks down into... at the mug lying smashed in the puddle at his own reflection, just a, on a hunch if he sees anything. Um, can I and then a role for that if you're trying to investigate? Or, um, no, um, this is read a bad situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just going through them. <laughs> I'm going that route. Um, 12. Read a bad situation. Okay, so you hold three for that. What's the biggest threat? You staring down into the puddle. You see your reflection smile at you. And you take a step back. There is something in this area that is very dangerous, that is stealing people. What's my best way in? To wherever this thing is, you. Oh no! I'm looking you, in the puddle. Going, what's yeah, my best you, way you, in? Yeah, you stick your foot in the puddle. It's a very, you know, it's deep enough for water to collect, but not deep enough for you for necessary to dive into. The best way into whatever this place is is the way that William has gone, and probably Eddie went as well. Is if you're taken in. And then... Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What I haven't noticed? You are in an alleyway that you know, has two two buildings close on either side. You have all these puddles about you. You turn, and there are there's like a frosted window behind you, which probably leads to like a bathroom or something in the studios. And as you look at it for a moment, it feels like for a moment you can see you are fully aware of something in the reflections at the moment that did the reflection in that window pull back from reaching towards you before you looked at it so much so that the is it like the glass had just been pushed ever so slightly out by fingertips before being pulled back and you sort of catch in that moment as the glass resettles and the hand is drawn back until eventually it's just your reflection Peter's immediate um, re reaction to that would have been to draw the shadows on himself so we were met running with it would be magic for something mm. human but to literally darken the whole place and blot out all of the reflection around him yeah, uh, can I ever use magic for that? Because that is that is making as big a space dark as possible. It is um, the morning, so it is quite light here. But it's also an alleyway. Um, eleven, eleven. Yeah, um, you can draw the darkness in in the space. It doesn't uh, not as dark as you normally would like it, 
on all you could and make it because it was purely around him so there are no reflections in that space yeah near him. absolutely you make the the window you can't really see yourself and it becomes very very hard to see yourself in the reflections in the puddles very hard to see yourself and um he'll just very gingerly walk back and then do i see like a side door or anything else to the build no he'll walk through the front door mm-hmm. craig's Yes. We need to talk. Um, well, we don't need to talk, actually. Um, I need to talk to my friends who I'm hoping will conveniently be about to leave <laughs> or there. But I'm afraid this method usually works best. Is there like a fire pull? I mean, there's a fire alarm just over there. Um, and he will, um, and I will just, and he will just look at it and he will use magic to pull the fire alarm. And as the fire alarm goes off, the sounds of the bell ring through the whole building, cut through any conversations, Tabitha, Evangeline, and any recording that was going on with Vera and Don is completely ruined. <laughs>